It is a great time to be a cowboy or a cowgirl fan. And the new $325 million athletic village definitely points us in the right direction and separates us from a lot of our competition. It's pretty amazing. You are Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, y'all, and hello, all. Welcome back to Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily stop for all things cowboy and cowgirl-related. My name is Cody Stovall. I want to thank you kindly for stopping by to make this your first listen here on Locked On Oklahoma State. We're available on all of your podcasting platforms as well as YouTube. You can find me on Twitter, at Oldeo State. So we're going to jump right into this one. As you can see, the setup's a little bit different. We're going to be adding some upgrades and whatnot. Um, so, yeah, it's it, it's going to continue to be even more fun. But speaking of fun, that new athletic village is beyond insanity. And I'll add a link in the description for the YouTube side of things down below. It's amazing to see what Boone Pickens started, right? Because this was kind of his vision. And even then, you wondered, is this vision ever going to be legitimately possible, right? Or is it going to stop at Gal Gariba and Boone Pickens? As we have seen, right, with Obrecht Stadium, Oklahoma State's new baseball stadium, it's not exactly the case. We're going to continue to build. But this new athletic village is, it's ridiculous. It is absolutely ridiculous how amazing this thing is. Now, I do have a one minor bone to pick, right? So part of this whole thing is there's no proprietary you know, designation, per se, with the money. So it's going to come down to the donors that donate to dictate uh, what kind of gets done first. That section of it, I'm not a fan of. Because, let's be honest, the softball stadium, it should be the top thing on the docket, Right? And if it's not the top thing on the docket, then we're going to run the risk of losing the second best coach we've ever had. And, you know, I'm not a fan there, as a lot of people aren't as well. So it would be worrisome for me if something other than the softball stadiums what got done first. And I think it would be a terrible sign and a terrible move. I don't, I don't give 13 hoots if somebody decides, you know, hey, I used to run track and field. You know, I'm going to donate X amount of dollars to get that done first. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Yes, we're the only Big 12 team that does not have our own indoor track facility. But, you know, you got to give what's been earned. And softball has been the, the ticket there most recently. But all of these upgrades, realistically, they put Oklahoma State on a level that a lot of people are not going to be able to compete with, especially in the Big 12, right? The juggernaut of the conference that we are in basketball now is going to have more capabilities, you know, to, to take hold in a multitude of other sports. Where we where will we, sorry, I know words are hard. Um, will we ever be the SEC? Probably not. But I think 
the conversation needs to be had that being uh, a Big Ten is fairly simplistic. We're not that far away other than dollar bills. And that'll take care of itself, right? That's why we have faith in Brett Yormark. The financial side of everything, it's inevitably going to catch up. It's going to catch itself at some point in time. But make sure that you do check out the video of that link because it it really does open up the possibilities. And you know, I, I I've been on a lot of these Twitter spaces. If you've never been on them, they're actually they're actually kind of cool and it's very interactive, right? But even in some of the conversations with the, the the Twitter sphere, the importance of softball is is known everywhere. So if we were to deviate from that, in my opinion, that would be a little bit of an issue. I don't like the the idea of it not being specified, but maybe that sorts itself out, right? If if we win another Big 12 title in softball, play for a national title in softball, God forbid win a national title in softball, maybe that expedites that, that conversation because instead of it being a big, massive pool for what is deserved most, It's not going to be that from what I've read. Now, what is this all going to be, right? So let's let's kind of dive into that side of things. And whenever Chad Weiberg, our athletic director, says that it's going to be something that is unrivaled and mostly all of college sports, he's not just saying that for, for, for shoots and giggles, right? This is something that you look across the landscape of the entire country And a lot of places don't have this. You have to hop and skip and jump and and, and go everywhere to attend all of the events. Having everything all-encompassing and also having some of the student-athlete body involved, it really is going to do a lot for the university um, and and recruiting. But we've already kind of hinted on the indoor uh, track and, and field facility. But we'll pay attention to, in my opinion, the most important which is softball. Whenever you look at where it stands now, all of that will now be, you know, aesthetically pleasing, parking, things of that nature. Where Allie P. Reynolds used to sit, Oklahoma State's baseball stadium, where they won, you know, massive amounts of game, broke a bunch of records, won 16 consecutive back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back conference championships that Allie P. Reynolds baseball stadium will now be demolished to make room for the new cowgirl stadium. And if you see the renderings of it, it looks like a full on baseball stadium, right? And the schematic or not schematic. Yeah. Schematic differences between softball and baseball are, are, are different, but aesthetically, when you look at it from a bird's eye view, it's almost like you're looking at a mini O-braid. And it's going to have the berm, you know, all out there in center field. It's still going to have the party decks on the side that we, we currently have now. Um, you know, it's just, it's really amazing to see what direction we're going. It's also really amazing to have a conversation about Bilt Bar. You guys already know me and Bilt Bar are like two peas in a pod. So, you know, I got to let you know, this is the delicious treat that you're looking for. You got to try a built bar, guys, regardless of what your personal stipulations were to yourself throughout the course of the holidays. What makes this so good is it's covered 100% real chocolate, right? And it's got unbelievable flavors. And if you really question how built bar does it, 
Again, these are protein bars that legitimately taste like a candy bar while ma maintaining all of the amazing macros. And what's even better, it's also healthy, right? That's the whole concept here. With only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 17 grams of protein, it is what you need in your life. So don't wait any further. Do yourself a favor, a favor, not a baber. Uh, run to Walmart or Sam's Club. You can go to Walmart, grab yourself a four-bar box, or you can go to Sam's Club, grab yourself a 13-bar box. Make sure you do that and do it quickly because they sell out very, very fast. Hit all of the flavors. Brownie batter, churro, cookies and cream, double chocolate, coconut puff, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond. It really has endless possibilities for you, right? So go take advantage of the opportunities because Built Bar is the definition of bee's knees, right? Okay, so let's dive into a little bit more. On top of the new softball stadium, there's going to be a new wrestling facility. And I think I'm going in order of, in my opinion, what is needed most. So the wrestling facility, John Smith is a legend. Everybody knows about his legendary status. Everybody knows about all the national championships that we have in the sport of wrestling. If you don't, you're about to. We have 34 national championships in one sport, right? And so the wrestling side of things, it needs upgraded for the whole holistic side of it. They've got new locker rooms. They've got some new things to work with, right, that are shiny uh, right now. But in order for us to, to tip over that next domino, which is to beat Penn State, right, on a consistent basis, instead of being a team that, you know, is right there knocking on the door of Penn State, that used to be us. What Penn State is to wrestling now is what Oklahoma State was for, you know, 60, 70, 80 years. And we've fallen off a little bit. We're now a top five program, which is not up to our standards by any stretch of the imagination. Top two, right, that is reasonable. Anything less than that is not. So in order for us to continue to recruit at an extremely high level, we're going to have to be able to, you know, add that. And that's going to be basically attached to where Gallagher Iba is at this very moment. And on the other side of that, they are going to have the new bas basketball uh, facilities but we, I, I think I do think track and field should come before that because what Dave Smith, the coach, has been able to do is nothing short of amazing. Oklahoma State was a national championship contender every single year in cross country. And as we just saw this last season, we lost the national championship in track by point zero or zero point zero two seconds. Right. That's how close we were to another national championship in cross country. But our track and field was an afterthought forever. Right. It just started becoming something we focused on very recently. And now we have a, a top 10 squad at this very moment. And yes, some of the distance met, uh, relay and medley stuff mixes in there. But our sprinting right and our true track and field department is coming along. For it to be able to take that next level or next step instead of being, you know, a top 10 team, are we ever going to be good enough to compete for national titles in track and field? We can be. We've just got to get this facility done. Then we'll maneuver ourselves on over to the basketball facilities. It'll be a two-court facility on the south side of where Gallagher Iba is right now. Again, so the wrestling will be on the, the, the north side of where Gallagher Iba is right now. Um, and in addition to other training spaces for both programs, it'll have the two courts available. So neither team will have to worry about any lack of preparation or ability or if there's anything that needs to be done on the historic Galgara Iba arena floor itself. 
right? Guys, it is the only original um, floor remaining. Like the floor that was put in in 1907, it's the same exact floor that's in Galgrabo right now. So we're going to be able to, to keep that going by having these additional facilities. And if we want to talk about capitalization on recruiting, this is something that J.C. Hoyt is going to be the biggest fan in the world of. What these new facilities will allow her to do on top of the success that she's already having, it's going to take her to the next level. It's going to take her recruiting to the next level. This is... Again, it's absolutely ridiculous how amazing this thing is. And it's absolutely how ridiculous it is to be, again, a cowboy, a cowgirl fan. There is some things to be desired, right? Don't sit here and think this is an excuse for what we have failed to do. It's not. But it is validation in our department, right? From president to AD to coaching to marketing, all of the above. They understand the importance of having stuff like this in place in the new age of recruiting because NIL and transfer, it's going to change some of the way you do things. So having a facility like this that is all-encompassing each sport, right, you can hop, skip, and jump in, in a very concise area, it's going to be great for recruiting in almost every single sport. Uh, you know, football, we're already going through that $55 million project uh, that, that that is happening right now. And you can see some of the progress of that online, Twitter, things of that nature. We're also building a human performance and nutrition research institute. Now, where this is in, interesting, uh, Robert Allen even mentioned the other day that there are some facilities that can darn near or do actual full surgeries on location on campus. That is something that we don't have the ability to do, but we have had discussions, especially recently, uh, about the way that we handle our, our injury rehab situations isn't the greatest. And it has uh, historically been a way of alienating some of the, the players. Things like this will be absolutely massive. In addition to the already existing Sherman E. Smith Training Center, it'll be a directly that is already directly across the street from Boone Pickens Stadium. Uh, this will be a venture that we do, you know, in step with the athletic department. So it's not just or the academic department. It's not just you know uh, athletics putting the, all of this stuff together. The academic side will, will also be a part of this. So again. When you think of all-encompassing, that is precisely what this is. So when AD, our athletic director, Chad Weiberg, says it is one of a kind, he's not saying this tongue-in-cheek. This thing is ridiculous. And then we're also going to have a football operations center, which will allow some of the things to be rebuilt over in the west side of Boone Pickens Stadium right now, which is where a lot of the football operations stuff is as far as staff, um, you know, business meetings and, and rooms and offices, locker rooms, training stuff. All of that is what located in the west end zone right now. And with this new football operations center, that'll all be able to be taken out, put in this new center, which does what? It opens up possibilities for what what is already in the west end zone. So now instead of it being full of this stuff, It'll be full of a lot of, you know, new stuff like student athlete access center stuff, even though that will be in addition to this. We will be able to, again, 
I, I guess, you know, make that more sports medicine, strength and conditioning uh, oriented, better, better space for student athletes, better academic services, better student athlete development and mental health stuff. The um, the, the entrance walkway they're doing, it's going to have a, a theme. Um, you'll see it when you when you take a look at the video, but it's going to have like a playground for kids and things of that nature from what I'm reading. So it's going to be a, a very long welcome center, which is really cool. Uh, I wish I should have brought a picture up at Friends University where I went. They have the same thing. And, you know, again, we were talking about aesthetics. It's ridiculous. This whole thing is it's insane. And then after all of this, we're going to update Carson Creek. Carson Creek was the Taj Mahal for all of golf uh, for ever. Right. For a long time. Not ever, but. Most of my lifetime, Carson Creek, when it was built, was the top top thing you could get in all of college golf. We're going to be adding new bunkers, new tee boxes, new greens, new irrigation, new drainage systems, and, and updated cart paths for, you know, adjusted for increased difficulty of play. And now and again, we'll be able to host the national championship, things of that nature. And guys, if you thought we were done, no. They're also rebuilding the equestrian center. <laughs> yeah, winning a national championship recently probably helps that. But nonetheless, the equestrian, equine, rodeo type stuff, that all is getting upgrades as well. Galgariba. <clears throat> Sorry, I guess I got a frog in my throat. The Galgariba Arena Welcome Center, again, is just crazy. And not only will it have the entrance, right, the new walkway, the, the plaza park type stuff, it'll also have about 250 new parking spaces. Uh, for for you know Gallagher attendance or Boone Pickens or tailgating, all of this stuff, um, it really is just it's a crazy good time to be a cowboy or a cowgirl fan. You guys know we'd be remiss if we didn't at least cover some of the basketball stuff before we got out of here with our most recent loss yesterday to Baylor. Even though they're number nine in America and the Big Twelve is what it is in basketball. Latest bracketology now has us as the first team out. Last night, we were the last team in. We lose to number nine Baylor, and we fall to last team out. That I don't understand. I'll be honest with you. I'm not just putting on my uh, orange-flavored and colored glasses and getting frustrated like, oh, we should be in, we should be in. But it is dumb that you lose to the number nine team in the country and that all of a sudden is such a bad loss that you fall out. Come on now. That don't make no sense. Right? There's nowhere where that seems logical by any stretch of the imagination. Yet here we are having this conversation. So now we're in a position just because of bureaucrat politics. We knew this was going to come into play. Did we know um, as a whole? how bad this loss of Avery Anderson, our starting point guard, was going to be from a defensive perspective? Absolutely not. We could have won the Baylor game last night multiple times. And maybe that's the indictment, right? Maybe the indictment on us is we just can't quite get it done, even though we went on that massive run there. Losing Avery is now, again, peeking its head at the wrong time. And defensively, we've got our backs up against the wall. Do we have the ability to fix it? That's the question now. 
But I will say there are a lot of people I'm seeing that are just looking forward to next season now, like giving up on this season completely. I am, you're seeing a lot of it. Like, you know, this season you know wasn't bad. We had some highs. We had some lows. Next year this is going to be crazy. And I think all of that is true. I still I don't want to lose sight of, of this season and what these guys are playing for. The words NIT should be illegal to speak as an Oklahoma State fan, but it is what it is. If that's the tournament we end up in, okay, that's fine. We better win it. And if you do win it, you, you do set yourself up, right, to have a very, very good following season. So all of that is still in front of us. Is the NIT where anybody wants to be? No, right? That's like winning the world's tallest midget. It's cool, I guess. It doesn't mean much. That's where we're at in basketball. So now we are in a position that we must win at least one in the Big 12 tournament, two, two W's, you're in pretty safe. Three W's, that's all icing on the cake, right, and beyond. So that's where we are. And to see a team at the bottom, like an Oklahoma State, like a Texas Tech, like a West Virginia, to see one of those teams win this whole thing, it's not crazy. If you put any money, matter of fact, if you want to have a fun little bet, just put a dollar on each team in the bottom of the Big 12. And if any of them win, you win money, right? So it makes, if we lose, a lot easier to bear. Um, but it's also not, again, out of the question. Any team in the Dagon Conference can win the whole thing. And every team in the conference knows that. So this might be the funnest year ever to watch the Big 12 tournament. I know I'm excited. Um... A high probability uh, I can be there. Well, okay, I say high probability. There is a probability. I know I, I can get there, but I'm working on some of the other stuff, right? Because i got a bunch of kids. Um, you can't sell them online or in person, so I, I won't try to do that. But, yeah, they're, they're, um, they're putting Oklahoma State in a position to be successful. And, again, we talk all the time about capitalization. This is where we are. We have to capitalize on football. We have to capitalize on basketball. We've got to capitalize on softball. But if we do all of these things, this new athletic village is going to, you know, fast track its progress. There is no official timeline on when they're looking to get this done. But if you're an Oklahoma State fan, and you have had the ability to travel to other universities and see how they do it, it's pretty cool, and it's always been like, you know, we'll always be one of those teams that's real close, but maybe not that. Well, now, that's not a question. Now, all of this AAU conversation, it could become real. Is it pointless to me? Yeah, I think so, because this is such a business. This is such a business-oriented model that we're in right now in college football that the AAU status, I don't think it's going to mean a whole heck of a lot. Uh, here in the near future, we'll see. I'd love to be wrong, but it's more business, more business, more business. The academic side of things seems to be taking a backslide. If not immediately, it will. You cannot, you cannot have a business where people make X, X amount of dollars and then still expect them to wake up and want to do all the school crap. 
It is what it is. Old school days of academics, in my opinion, are coming back. Maybe not. But if they're not, then great for us because now we have all of these new academic slash athletic centers that we're going to be able to rely upon. So if you're an Oklahoma State fan, just know that if we can capitalize basketball, football, softball, baseball, right? If we can start capitalizing on these things, on these, these, these sports, the future is, you guessed it, ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. So I hope that my mic worked this whole time. Um, I hope the video worked. I've, I've, if you've hung on to the end, I've had nothing but difficulties. I think I got a virus or I got hacked or something. So it was stripping the camera, the microphone. Matter of fact, even before I got on here, it I had to unplug my microphone and plug it back in like 19 times because it keeps telling me that I can't read it. or It's a wild mess, but um, <clears throat> I'm going to let somebody uh, with Locked On help me with the, the technical side of it because it's not my cup of taters. I research, I write, and I talk. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I appreciate everybody hanging in tough. We've got more upgrades coming, so stay tuned for that. Um, yeah, it's going to get uh, even better after I fix all these little glitches, but I've got some, I've got some, some announcements coming. So thank you to the real MVPs that stayed around to the end. I cannot wait to do more of this. Um, please make sure that you like, share, comment, subscribe, all that fun jazz, and absolutely check out this video of this new athletic village. Um, even if you're not a local state fan, even if you're simply a fan of the big 12, what we are able to do moving forward, it speaks to the conference. The strength of the conference is way better than anybody gives it credit for unless you're like you're diehard in it. But Cincinnati, UCF, Houston, BYU, everybody in the Big 12 right now, things like this are only going to make us better. And it's a good look for everybody. So, Passes around to your Big 12 folks. Take a peek at what we got coming. We're always trying to grow. Always trying to grow. If you're not growing, you're dying. Talking to you, Gundy. All right, y'all. As always, I love you all. Thank you for hanging tight. I'm going to try to get all this stuff fixed. I love you. God bless you all. Go, Popes. And I cannot wait to do this again. All right, y'all. You know the drill. Later.